Welcome to Gears Action Growth, shifting business culture one conversation at a time. My name is Christy Mori, and I'm joining Dr. Josephine Palermo, whose superpower is to create business cultures that transform organizations team by team. So to kick off the new year, 2021, we have an extra long episode for you, and we'll be chatting about optimism and business. Hope you get value from it. Happy New Year's, everybody. We're back. I hope you're having a great start of the year. Happy New and... Year to you too, Christy. <laughs> thanks, Joe. I know we've seen each other already. So, But for our listeners, thanks oh. so much for hanging in there. And yeah, we've had a break ourselves. So we're hoping you guys did the same. But yes, um, we're excited to connect with you and definitely want to know where you're at this 2021. So always use our email at the bottom of the description and we'd love to just hear from you. Um, so to, I guess it's already been kickstarted, but we thought for our first kind of 2021 podcast, we're doing the topic of optimism and mm. business. So we... I hope that you'll get value from it. But before we start, since we've been away for so long, we're just going to catch up and chat about, you know, what we were doing in the break. So, mm. Joe, you were flying off to Queensland. Is that right? I was. I was because my sister has been in um, the Gold Coast for, for the last two years. And so I've missed her and her family. And so I took my mum and we flew direct to Queensland, which was um, lucky because we didn't have to go through New South Wales on the way right. back. Because uh, it was so stressful, I'm sure, for so many people um, with border sudden border closures between Victoria and um, New South Wales. Yeah. Um, but we were we weren't um, impacted. Um, but yeah, it was lovely just spending time with family and really just slowing down a lot uh, mm -hmm. because it had been really hectic um up until then and um it was interesting just slowing down because my whole uh mind was and body was kind of fighting against it um i don't know if you experienced this too but you know and we were talking about this a little bit in the last episode around mm. burnout about how the, all the adrenals are kind of just so hot in high alert when you have a you know a stress and mm -hmm. um and then when you suddenly slow down there's almost like um you know, uh, a con the contrast is a little bit strange, and so you 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 fight against it. But I I was it was lovely. I relaxed a lot, and and you know, um, she lives in the Gold Coast, so a beautiful place to be. That Australia definitely is a great place to be on yeah. vacation. So I'm not unhappy that we are stuck here in quarantine. Yeah, I'm actually just curious to know. I haven't been on a plane for about a year, and mm. I've not been to the airport or anything. How was that experience? Um, you know what? It was pretty good. I mean, most people, you know, I love, I love Australian culture. We are in the main, just such lovely people, really. Um, agreed. You know, and that's, that's my optimism. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, agreed, yeah. agreed. Yeah, but, but, you know, everyone was, um, everyone was wearing a mask, doing the right thing in terms of social distancing, wearing a mask on the plane, which was, you know, uh, important, which is, you know, uncomfortable, but, you know, important. And just everyone was very patient with each other and um, giving each other the, you know, the space and the the respect that we, mm -hmm. we all need to give to each other um, during this time. So, and it was, I, I was expecting maybe some long delays or, um, you know, extra delays, but it wasn't the case. 
So it was pretty good. It was, you know, oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear I was it. really, you know, impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. That's awesome. Mm. What about you, yeah. Christy? Did you go away? Yeah, I've been away quite a few times, actually, but not all because I'm just lying around in the sun. <laughs> but, um, well, some of it, some of it, yes. Um, so Andrew has a, the Alpine Challenge here in Melbourne. It's up in Bright. He's actually doing it this weekend. So this is his wow. due day. So he was training. Go, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, Andrew is my husband, everybody, for those that and don't know. Lovely. But <laughs> thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's it's good to find a good spouse. I feel yeah. like that's part of the optimism. I think if we had a relationship <laughs> podcast, I would say, you know, finding your partner in life or spouse is one of the most important things mm, you could do so for is, yeah. your optimism, mm. who you do life with. So yeah, he, so he's been training because his ride is crazy. People always ask me and I always forget because it's so, it's 250 kilometers in a day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I guess he is a really optimistic person, pretty motivated mm -hmm. to think like, I'm going to do this event to <laughs> ride 250 kilometers in a day. So I get to just tag along because I'm not a cyclist. Like, yeah, I even leisurely cycling kind of like, I don't really like cycling on the roads and stuff with mm -mm. cars. I don't know. It's Me just, too. Yeah, have, I don't yeah, have to really have a lot of um, practice. Yeah, at that, I think. Mm. I think. Yeah, I don't mind like a, maybe like a seaside leisurely <laughs> cycle, <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, I'm yeah definitely. So while he was um, training with his friend, uh, and they have a cabin up in Mount Bula, I think that was my first time there. Have you oh, been that's there? stunning! Yes, I love in the winter and summer. It's a stunning place. Yeah, right. It does remind me a little bit of back home in um, Canada, where I'm mm. from, is Vancouver. So the mountain scenery is pretty rare for me here in Melbourne to kind of see, but it was cool to see up there and lots of farmland and things like that. Oh, um, it's so it's so nice to experience Australia through your eyes, Christy, because new people. I mean, I know you're not new, new, but you're relatively new to Australia. So yeah, two and a half years. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. Yeah, I love Melbourne as a city. I think it's one of the best cities probably in the world. And the rankings are correct as a city. I think it's amazing. Yeah. There we go. Seal of approval from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So definitely great place to be. Um, yeah, we're really fortunate. So today we're we're going to talk to you, everybody, about um, learned optimism mm -hmm. is where we're getting our information from. And this is a book by Martin Seligman. And if you're in psychology, it is known as positive psychology. So he's very, very famous in that uh, field mm. and beyond. And I actually was glad that Joe sent me one of the articles because I was like, hey, we have this on our bookshelf. And it's, it's not like we have hundreds of books, but this is one of the books we do have as a physical copy because it's like a very important book. And I reread it every year, actually. So... Yeah, so mm. the best thing is that we can all learn to be optimistic and it's going to help benefit all of us in our lives. So today we'll be discussing what are the benefits of being optimistic? Can optimism be learned? And how do we become more optimistic? And there's an ABC technique that um, Dr. Seligman uh, touches on. So we'll, we'll try to get through it as much as we can. But we are thinking that we might even um, break the uh, podcast up so it'll be um, another 
a session as well because mm. it's a huge topic I it feel is like. a huge topic yeah. yeah I feel like it's so good that we could just do our whole we could just change to business and optimism <laughs> we could do the whole year on optimism. yeah yeah but it's true yeah and Christy yeah. I'm really curious though yeah that you have this book on your right. shelf right so right. where did you why did you <laughs> you know where did you come about this book and why is it the one that you go to every year <laughs> tell me about that Okay, so um, I so my husband actually picked this book up, and we're book people. We we like love to read, and it's, especially in terms of um, he's really into self improvement, being an athlete, mm -hmm. and being a designer. So he's always and his personality is extremely motivated, which I sometimes am not. So it's really good <laughs> to be married to someone who's always you know trying to better themselves because it's you know where our core values align. Mm. Um, so I remember he picked up and he said, Hey, have you heard about this? I said, No. He's like, We gotta get this. It's really, really good. And I ended up reading it first and I thought, Oh, this is so good because it touches on um all aspects of our life, not just health or business. It's just so mm. much of how we go through life and the areas that we can stumble in. So there's certain um ways of thinking we all have picked up from childhood or um in young adult years that we've never really corrected i think and he does talk about like different scenarios in every parts of life and i read it every year just because i'm not optimistic 365 days so <laughs> yeah it's just something i just thought this is so good and i really um yeah really want to keep training myself mm. and my own mind so that I can because if I'm better for myself then I can be better for other people of course. and that includes the people who I'm um, family with friends and also people who I work with like for you Joe as well mm -hmm. like yeah if we can always like continue this like level of optimism then we can also take it to the workplace so yeah very conscientious about that that's mm. wonderful. And it, yeah, it, it's, I think that, you know, as, as I keep saying, we bring our whole selves to work. So we, we can never really separate work, business and ourselves. It's all one package. And so, so yeah, it's, it's great to be continually working and, and improving ourselves. And I always say, you know, life is like a, um, it's, it's really an experiment and it's a lifelong yeah. learning process. So well done, Christy. Christy and Andrew. Go, Christy and Andrew, for having learned help, 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 help. I was going to say helplessness. That's another topic. <laughs> learned it's optimism. Pretty op op opposite. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> That's why I laugh. Oh, you know, don't, I love Forrest Gump. That's one of my favorites. That's <laughs> I, one of my favorites. Oh, is that? That's where it's from. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, I should put that on our. Um, social media for we have we will put a link there because you know Forrest Gump is one of those movies that when you feel like you need a little bit of a kick around you know more positive um kind of thinking that is the the the, the, the movie to go to you know yeah that's right it's on Netflix Australia now I notice so oh right yeah if okay. you're in Australia mm -hmm. you can stream it from Netflix yeah, and Netflix, if you'd like to sponsor us podcast, we'd be pretty grateful. As well. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. So should we just start with like, what are the benefits of being optimistic? So everyone knows that being optimistic is way better than being the other way, pessimistic, Mm. but we don't um, always know exactly how it helps us. Like in terms of health, for example. Yeah. um, And optimism and overall health. Yeah, there, there's a lot of benefits to to optimism, and 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 you know I think that before we we kind of go there, we we sort of need to talk about what optimism is. And optimism mm. is um, it's a way of thinking, and it's a it's a it's a almost like a default position that you you go to in the in the kind of remuneration in in and the self talk that you you have in your in your um, in yourself, and and so. Um, but particularly the um, optimistic uh, mindset or the optimistic way of thinking is one where you will usually see um, you'll anticipate good things rather than bad things happening in the future. And so, um, and, and that's, you know, at a very basic sort of definitional level. So if you're, if you think about that, if you're thinking about anticipating good things, in the majority rather than bad things in the future that's going to have benefits to your health for example and and a lot of studies there's a lot of research behind this and we'll put some links in the you know episode mm-hmm. notes around mm-hmm. some of the articles um so we won't go one. into it yeah but but we know that you know people who tend to be more optimistic um, tend to have they tend to be more aware of their health status and so right. they tend to also then be more informed of, I guess, risk factors, and then um, and they they approach um, their health in a in a more positive way, and so so they they're more likely to put in preventative measures or um, you know apply certain strategies to 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 prevent ill health, and I think that a lot of the the studies show that, um, and and you know the other benefit to, to something you were alluding to particularly around you know Andrew and his sort of you know mm. um, elite cycling yes. um, optimism has been linked to um, motivation in a lot of studies and but it's not just motivation it's intrinsic motivation so intrinsic motivation is that that motivation that comes from in an internal source you know because motivation can actually be driven from like um an external source like for example if you are really focused on the reward you're going to get that's an external motivation to getting a job done right uh, or you know some people for example might start a business because they know there's a lot of um, profit to be made in that particular business and that's why they start the business and that's external motivation but intrinsic motivation is is about the 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 kind of drive that comes from an internal place it comes from our interests and our values and our our own beliefs about what we should or could do as individuals and so that's much more internally focused and much more goal focused behavior and so people who are um, highly optimistic are more likely to have more intrinsic motivation and therefore they're they're more likely to work harder and persist at something and endure um, you know, barriers and endure those stressful circumstances, not give up those kind of things. So, so it's, it's, you know, it is, has, it's been linked to intrinsic motivation. And then of course, you know, with all of that, you can sort of see how 
um, that can lead to things like success in business, success in career, job satisfaction, you know, all of those things that help us in life to, I guess, lead a more happier, sustained, meaningful life. So, so optimism is, um, it's a construct, it's just a concept, um, but it's um, a nice way of kind of packaging up all of those thoughts that really enhance us um, and, and, and kind of put a bit of a stop to those thoughts that, that you know, I guess deteriorate our performance and our motivation. Mm-hmm. So can optimism be learned is the next uh, question. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and Martin Seligman did a lot of work in this area. And it's actually, um, luckily, something that can be learned. It can be something that's a, um, a characteristic of people, um, but it's not fixed. It's not part of our kind of disposition. And so you actually um, can learn optimism. So you can learn, in other words, to see the world differently, to perceive the environment around you differently. And that's not just with optimism, by the way, it's with other kinds of, um, uh, I guess, ways of thinking or even um, characteristics, you know, or strengths. So, mm. but but like anything, if you if you're going to learn a new way of thinking or a new way of perceiving the world, it actually takes a bit of practice. And so mm. it takes, um, so, so you can't just, and I guess, you know, I was going to say, you can't just read a book and then it happens. And it's, and it's so true to your experience, Christy, because you go back to, to Seligman's right. book. Yeah. Like every, so you, yeah. You often, so you, yeah. yeah. So you're reinforcing that. You're reminding yourself. You're checking in. And I don't know if there's strategies you put in place around that. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, there's two things I'm working on. I could share them with tell, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Tell. tell um. Us. So one of the things I had really noticed, and then what uh, my husband Andrew had noticed was, um, for the last couple of years since we were married, he, like, I use language that is actually quite, um what's the word for it so things like always never mm-hmm. is two big ones mm-hmm. because um sometimes the that those words are okay to use but it really if i said like i i'm never smart or something like that yeah. that means that i'm completely condemning myself yeah. or if i said like oh i never do this or i never you know um get this uh, or so, like you know, along those lines that's quite so negative absolute thinking it's that absolute, absolute yeah thinking. thank you yeah. absolute thinking so like to counteract that like anytime i now i'm very conscious about if i say those two words it's just two words always or never and um sometimes when i use them i'm like oh this is the right context but i'll actually um either stop myself or i'll just say hey actually sometimes Mm, mm. I'll, I'll yes. fix I'll correct it so wow. that yeah so if I said like um never or always in a very negative context I'll just say oh actually it, it might be sometimes or even few times not yeah always so I'll say that out loud so that I know for myself like mm-hmm. where so that's how I I'm fix trying to fix that area mm-hmm. And then the next one is probably rumination is a big uh-huh. one. And when I, when we say rumination in the book, it says um, a lot of like thinking 
overthinking about yeah. past the past like past circumstances and sometimes like during covid basically we had a lot more time isn't it so mm. even if we're not wanting to think about some weird past yeah. experience that it has passed and we can't change anything about it like if i'm sitting still or trying to um do like a meditation like i'll have past experiences come mm -hmm. and speak to me in ways that are not helpful so i'm Meditation is another one is like I will if I notice I'm ruminating on something and it's affecting me in an emotional way, I will look at it like as it's walking, like as if I'm a passer or a sitting on a bench and that past experience is just passing by, like walking like a walking person in a park. So I'm just sitting yeah. on a bench. I just imagine myself sitting on a bench. Yeah. That's one of the ways that I learned to yeah. kind of counteract it is not get emotionally attached. We don't sit on a yes. bench or a bus or and get emotionally attached to people sitting on public transit. So it's like they're just passing by as well. So it's almost like that's the technique I use if mm. I'm ruminating on the past and it's not helpful. Um, it's good to reflect, I think. Yeah. But if it's... Um, pulling me into a direction that I can't do anything about it, then I just say, well, that's just the past. And I just think of the lesson of what I learned from it and then just move from it. And, and, and all of that is fabulous. I love that, that you're very self-aware there. And what you're doing is, um, so what you're, there's just a few things you're doing in terms of strategies. You're you're reflecting, um, you're noticing your, you're noticing your thinking. So you're noticing that rumination and what you're doing is putting some alternative thoughts in place. So that's, that's a really good technique to put those alternative thoughts in place. And sometimes we, we, that's a great strategy, regardless of whether you believe that alternative thought, you don't have to believe it. You just have to keep saying that to yourself until you believe it. So um, I don't know if you do that, Christy, in terms of are you faking it till you make it, but those alternative thoughts like, hang on, it's not always, it's just sometimes, it can that can actually work for people regardless of whether they really believe that or not. It's just right. the, because yeah. it's the frequency of the thought that actually causes our beliefs. Mm. So you keep saying something to yourself, you're going to, and that's why people do get into um, you know, kind of pessimism and um, they do get into maybe some darker places because it's the thoughts that they're having that go over and over and over again, yeah. which actually then spiral and and we then believe that that's, that's true, you know, but really it's just a thought or it's just an experience and that's what you're doing again by sitting on that bench. You're creating mm. distance and you're creating perspective and, and you're observing yourself from a place of actually compassion because you're not judging yourself you're not getting overly emotional about what you're seeing you're just um, accepting and that's actually about that compassion because um, part of compassion is also you know you, you're, you're wanting to change and do something about it so so well done so you're, do, you're putting all those things in place and there's lots of kind of I guess psychological processes that are behind that and and really drive why those things are working for you so well mm. done yeah well oh. done <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well we'd like to we'd also like to know if our listeners um have 
challenges in these areas mm. and if you guys um some of this stuff will resonate with you obviously so yeah let us mm. know we we would love to know actually yeah and you know yeah. i think particularly because of the year we had in 2020 and also the year we will have in 2021 because you know i just um heard um you know the news this week has been about for example that the fact that maybe um you know the borders will be closed to international traveling um, for the next year. So we may we may not have, you know, those um, the opportunity to do any international travel, which then has flow on effects to the hospitality and tourism industry in Australia, which then has flow on effects to other industries like education who really rely on um, overseas students. So, um, you know, it's got so we're, we're looking at Oh, and real estate also, which relies on um, international visitors as well. So we're we're looking at, I guess, the the um, impacts of 2020 in 2021. So you know, as a business owner, I look at that and I think, wow, this is actually something uh, that you know isn't going away. The impacts into our economy, um, and you know, and also just the the risks around COVID are still very present, even though you know. Um, Luckily, we've been able to open up, um, you know, a lot of the and ease a lot of the restrictions in Australia in particular. But, you know, globally, that's not that's still not the case. So so when you put all of that together, there's a lot to actually, you know, I could be thinking about the future in a very negative way. I could be thinking about all the things, the bad things that are going to happen, all the things that um, could really derail my business because of the, the con economic situation, etc. But what I'm instead choosing to do, and it's a choice, what I'm choosing to do is think about uh, those opportunities in that environment. So I'm not, I'm not in denial about some of the risks. I'm not in denial about the environmental factors and the drivers and the way in which it might change. Um, you know, consumer behaviour, it might change the way my clients, for example, are willing to pay or um, not, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not blind to that. But what I'm doing is taking all of those factors, I'm looking at what are the opportunities? What are the, what are the things that I can still do in that environment and succeed on? What strengths can I bring to that new environment or that environment that might be slightly challenging? And so that's the difference. Mm. That's the difference in kind of, I guess, an optimistic outlook outlook versus an, a, a pessimistic outlook. Because it, and, you know, because I think a lot of, um, sometimes optimism gets a bit of bad press in terms of people um, talking about, oh, you've got rose-coloured glasses on and you're not seeing the reality. And um, so I just wanted to kind of mention that because optimism isn't about being in denial about the reality, it's actually being, but it's being a bit more objective about it. It's actually saying, well, look, that's it. I can understand that, but I know that there are some things that I can do uh, that I can still, um, you know, where I can still contribute successfully in that environment. So, and, and to your point, I don't, if I get into um, uh, thinking that, for example, these these factors or these negative circumstances will always be around, then then I wouldn't be in business. I would close my business. 
Yeah, if I that's looked at the true. future. Yeah. yeah, if I looked at the future and thought you'd probably just, just leave business. I would. I would. And yeah. look to tell you the truth, Christy, and in all honesty, mm. there were times in 2020 where I had to have a real hard look at myself and look at do I do I close my business? So, and and I, you know, I I run three businesses. There were That's two true. in particular where I was thinking, is this a is this the time where I close my business? And it's okay to have that conversation. As I said, you know, it's not about not being real. But then, but then I went from that to okay, what can I do? What reality can I create? Because our thinking creates our perceptions and the way in which we then perceive the environment around us. So if, if I was thinking more pessimistically, I wouldn't be looking for opportunities. I wouldn't be creating, um, you know, I wouldn't be adapting to the things right. that I can see. And and we know, you know, there was a lot of discussion in business last year about needing to adapt, needing to look for those opportunities. And there are a lot of great success stories around that. I was mm-hmm. talking to one of our uh, members at um, Higher Spaces, actually, and he's an accountant and he's one of his clients are um, milk producers. They run a farm, you know, a dairy farm. And what they did during COVID is that they started delivering milk in bottles to your door because wow. they, they could. They didn't do yeah. it before. They didn't that do it before. That was something that they chose to That do was new because they, they could, they, they actually had a drop in, um, you know, that a lot of their, um, a lot of their revenue was um, particularly during COVID when there was a lot of uh, lockdown. And um, I know that supermarkets, et cetera, were still around, but there were, you know, a lot of hospitality, um, you know, venues were closed, et cetera. So a lot of the the supply chain gets affected by that. And they're, you know, like on the end of that supplying milk, right? So, but what they did is they actually started this new service. And I, and can you imagine, I mean, I don't know if you remember, Christy, you're younger than me, but when I was a kid. A little bit. We... <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> not Christy. Too, not too much. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to get bottles of milk delivered to our door. Um, yeah. I was very young then, you know, and um, but you used to get like six bottles, glass bottles of right. fresh milk, right, because yeah, they were small yeah. bottles of milk. And And can you imagine creating a service like that again and the comfort it brings to, to people right. who, you know, they might be in lockdown, but they get their fresh milk delivered to the door. But it's not only that, it looks like, it reminds them of the milk of yesteryear, you know, the way that we used to do things right. at a time where life was simpler perhaps. Or, you know, when we when we look at childhood memories, for most of us, it, it makes us smile. You know, it kind of reminds us of some of a, of a, a better time. So that business, that product for them went into, like it saved their business in 2020. Like it was wow. such a boom product for them. That's and so, so good. Yeah. So, but if they hadn't been thinking perhaps in an optimistic way, looking for opportunities, then perhaps they wouldn't have been thinking that way. And so, so there's lots of, I guess, benefits of um, changing our um, thinking in order to change then the, how we perceive our environment. Yeah, actually, as you were talking about that, I remember reading an article about a pizza place in Chicago and they had these fire um, wood oven stoves for the pizza. Mm -hmm. But now that people couldn't go out, they realized they had 
an oven that could melt um, plastic for shields for COVID. So they kind of started um, making shields instead of pizza because they had the (laughs) oven. And then no, I think nobody was fired. Like all the people who were cooking Mm. or staff, um, you know, who were waiters, they basically just said, hey, like you still have a job here if you can help us um, go in this new direction. And if you could help us package this, there's like a lot more different jobs than what a restaurant would entail. So they kind of did this insane like 360 from pizza to creating like COVID mask, <laughs> like plastic shields and yeah they were thriving mm. and i think they're still thriving because people still need them in the states like yeah That's so amazing. there's definitely some amazing human ingenuity that comes out yeah of really yeah. bad situations exactly and 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 um in some of the um articles that we'll share it talks about some of the distortions of thinking that go on um, that that you really need to tackle to, you know, kind of change your thinking towards more more optimism. So I just wanted to talk about just those three Ps because I think that's useful and it kind of brings to life what we're talking about because what happens is when, so when we perceive an, a, a challenge in our environment or a negative um, experience or it's, or it's a, or we might we might look into the future and think about um, think about something as perhaps being negative, and it reminds us of maybe a negative experience of the past. So we're you know we're either remunerating about the future or the past. What we tend to do is we can distort our thinking around three areas. One is personalization. So we 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 tend to blame ourselves for things that go wrong, and we we um, attribute uh, external factors to things that go right. So what that means is that every time something bad happens, we say it's our fault, and every time something good happens, we go, well, that was luck, or, oh, you know, I didn't have much to do with that. So what that that kind of thinking does is it sets you up for, um, you know, really a diminished view of your own um, sense of agency in the world. Mm. It kind of leads to helplessness because when you think about it, yeah, if I blame myself everything that goes wrong, but, you know, I'm not kind of taking kudos for the things that go right, um, that's actually not a position where you're going to feel motivated from. So that's one thing. So, you know, when, when we're talking about these businesses that kind of look around and go, okay, what can I do? They're really... Um, you know, that they are attributing their success to their ability, their strengths in terms of adaptation, creativity, you know, all right. of that sort of stuff. Just looking for opportunities. Because it's also in our society, our behaviour yeah. is like we shouldn't really, we should be like a little bit more like downcast about ourselves. Yes. Like if someone said, oh, you're really beautiful. Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, like, oh, no, or like, thanks, or, you know. Instead yeah. of just saying like, thank, oh, thank you, um, I think, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, I'm not that or, you know, like we try to deflect a yeah. compliment even. Exactly, exactly. And especially mm. in Australia, we have that particularly in our national culture, it's that um, that kind of, and, it, you know, it's called top, tall poppy syndrome or whatever That's it right. is. That's right, But, yeah. but we Canadian do have too. that. We do have that. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's you know, and I think, you know, 
it's it's good to be humble as well and be grateful for what you yeah, have. But, yeah, but but you know you should notice. You know how many how often are you really like you know punching a fist in the air and taking kudos for the great things that have happened? And if someone gives you a compliment, what do you say? You know, do you mm. like like imagine you know I if someone says to me you're beautiful, I could I could be saying, well yeah, I really I really put a lot of work into you know, staying healthy and positive and, you know, I, I value that. Like that's mm. a, that's a, that's not me, you know, having tickets on myself. That's actually a true like you're working, yeah. you're working for your health. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. beauty yeah. is inside and outside. Well, you could even say the same thing about, you know, you yeah, I do a lot of work on developing myself as a person, you know. So, so there's, yeah, absolutely. So there's that personalization is the other thing and and the other p we've talked about already which is pervasiveness with you were talking about you know how we 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 view um a, a perhaps a negative experience or a negative event in terms of just um it's we we kind of look at it in absolutes so for example if we you know um we lose a job or we we go for a job interview and we don't get the job, or right. um, we're 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 pitching for a client and we don't get that client. Uh, a real pervasive response would be something like, "I I'm terrible at this. I will never mm -hmm. achieve this." You know, or like, um, "Oh, they obviously didn't like me." Or yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, just like something. This like always that. happens, you know. I, I'm yeah. really crap at pitching to my clients, or you know, they um, none of my none of my clients are ever going to see the value that I bring. It's that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's a pervasive way of thinking about thing. It's also um, it can also lead to really catastrophizing that situation because every time you say those absolute words, never, um, always, you know, those kind of words. Um, are words that where you're kind of taking one event, one thing, and you're blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. And yeah. I find, you know, I find that I have to talk through, um, you know, I have to do a lot of self-talk around, for example, things that maybe I'm not, I don't have a strength in because sometimes you tend to have pervasive thinking around it. So, for example, I've, I've, um, you know, I've got to do a lot of selling in in my businesses. Um, right. And and I actually don't see it as selling. I see it as just helping people. But mm -hmm. you know, I will get rejected. There will be clients that don't want my services, or I don't, or they're interested, and then I don't convert them. And mm -hmm. so one response would be, oh, I'm really bad at converting, or that you know, nobody, nobody's going to see the value in that product or whatever it is. But but I have to stop myself from thinking like that because the the alternative response is they're just not the right client for me. Or, um, you know, I'm really glad they were able to get maybe that service somewhere else, but there'll be someone else who wants my service. So it's, it's, it's not taking that one event and really making it a big deal, really making yeah, it about yeah. everyone. Yeah. I had, um, sales is a really great example. Mm. And, um, yeah, there's there are bits about sales and learned optimism, the book by Martin Seligman, but yeah. um, he does talk about a sales scenario. And I used to, I thought it was like so scary to do sales, but I didn't yeah. realize that I was doing it for many, many years in terms of hospitality, anyway. yeah. having repeat customers. And it's like, 
I, I didn't realize like what sales really entailed and it's mm. about providing a service people want to come back to or people yeah. want and not, and it's also a numbers game. So it's like not getting discouraged about, yeah. um, like even if a hundred people say no, like I actually wasn't discouraged as much as I was at the beginning or people didn't come back or whatever yeah. the situation was because there were many people who did come and there were many people who did want the service. So it was like, yeah, I just was like, oh, there's somebody out there. If it's a good service or a product, there's someone out there who wants this. And it's okay that some people don't. Yeah. Because that's just exactly. how I am as well. It's like, I don't want every product or service. So yeah, just exactly. having that kind of like overview really assisted yeah. me in those fields. Exactly. Mm. And you know what? There's a great example of this um, where, and I know we had met um, on the uh, podcast in episode 10 from Bonjoro, and I've been using the Bonjoro app, so I want to do mm. a plug for Bonjoro. But but I had um, someone um, who was very keen for a service that I was providing, um, and then and then he kind of went quiet and I thought, oh, he's not going to buy, you know, because I thought he was just going to buy, you know, going to sign up. Very and buy. close, yeah. Yeah, really close. And so I sent him um, a Bonjoro video and I sent him a video saying, hey, you know, how are you doing? Just wondering, you know, how are you going? Are you close to making a decision? And he wrote back and said, you know, I really love what you do. I, I, I think it's high quality, but I've just chosen some someplace else thank you you know so much for your help and if I ever need something in the future I'll, I'll let you know and I thought that's actually a really lovely outcome because even though I didn't convert him even though he didn't become you know my client but we had this really positive interaction um, because he um, he was out you know and I think I actually think he gave me that feedback because I sent him a Bonjara video by the way because it was such a personal mm. way of doing it but but yeah, he was, he was, it made me feel good because I thought, well, you know, he's kind of that, that lovely avatar of that client that really values what you do, but, but maybe they just found something else somewhere else that fits them better right now. And, but it doesn't mean that they, um, they may not come back eventually another time or they may yeah. not, he might refer someone else. That's right. the other There's thing. Lots yeah. of opportunity. Lots of opportunity. If he so, said, so, "Hey, I enjoyed, um, you know, this in, the interaction I had, but this wasn't the place for me." But he could say, "It might be for you to someone else." Exactly. That's right. So, so there's always that. And 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 the last distortion I wanted to talk about was this idea of permanence, because um, optimistic people tend to look at negative situations as being more temporary than lasting and unchangeable. So they have a, a greater sense of self-efficacy around their ability to change a situation as well. Um, and I experience this in both when um, in both of the kind of performing roles that I do. So I, I do a lot of speaking in conferences and things like that, um, workshops, etc. And then I do a lot of performing through belly dance. And sometimes you know, I'll do a speaking gig and it doesn't go as well as I want. Uh, you know, it doesn't meet my expectations. And sometimes I'll do a performance, you know, a dancing performance and it doesn't go as well as I want. And so, the but the optimism in me says, oh, well, that was one experience. I've had lots of other experiences in the past where I've performed really well. I'll perform really well next time. 
Like that's the optimism in me that that does that. If I was um, more pessimistic, I would be saying, oh, my God, that was terrible. I'll never be able to um, do it well again. I've lost my mojo. I've lost my spark. Mm. You know, I I used to be talented. Now I'm rubbish. You know, like there's right, a whole right. other. You it's can very, see. like how... final. Like, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. final and, tone. And a lot of performers go through that. I think a lot yeah. of people that do speaking because you're, when you're in that, I, I think of speaking as performing because you're, you're out yeah, there, you know. It's and, definitely. And, yeah. And, and I know you've done some performing as well. Yeah, yeah. Christy, so you can probably relate. Art culture, yeah. Yeah. So so you can you you have to um notice the thinking um after those kind of experiences. And and permanence is one of those things where um we have to really challenge ourselves because I and I often challenge people that I coach because I often say to them, You're you're assuming you know the future. Right. By, by some of the assumptions you're making and you actually don't know. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. And not, yeah, and not basing our identity on those kinds of things. I think yeah. the external circumstance is very important. Is it to, is. Because those external circumstances, whether we get the part or whether we get the job or, you know, it's like that's not what the only thing that makes us. So. Here we are. Mm. In terms of who we are, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So those things could, yeah, definitely be considered when we're all trying to get the next thing, whether, you know, starting up a business or getting a job or, yeah, maybe speaking. Any sort of scenario is just, uh, we have to realize that these are just the situations that we're going into, but it doesn't make us, like, and that's it. There's plenty of other chances if we let ourselves have them yeah absolutely mm. absolutely so this is something we already touched upon joe and you've already spoken a lot about it is that how can we change our thoughts and behaviors to be more ex um to be more optimistic so you have really talked about this actually um particularly we were gonna talk about seligman's um adapted version of dr albert ellis's abc technique mm -hmm. and the abc acronym refers to a is adversity um, and the example that he gives is fighting with a friend b is beliefs wow i'm an awful friend and always will be c is consequences you don't try to make peace with your friend because you can't change who you are mm -hmm. so these are the kind of uh, ABCs that he goes through. Do you want, um, should we kind of talk about this in the context of business maybe? Yeah. Like I, and, and I think, I think maybe what we'll do too is we're mm. going to, we'll, I'll touch on it briefly and then we might have another conversation about, um, when we, we can doubt, we can kind of go into this in a bit more depth and talk yeah, about yeah talk about kind of the consequences of being overly optimistic as well because yeah. there's that as well. But, yeah, mm. I think um, so So adversity relates to, you know, there's a negative situation. And so within business there's lots of negative situations that business owners often deal with. It can be internal situations. I get a lot of business owners who um, come to me because they've got problems with staff and problems with the people that they're dealing with. It could be a supplier, partner, staff. 
they 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 you know completely team. Yeah, those that are, can be those three, that right? can really derail you as a business <laughs> yes. owner. And then obviously the other the other um, you know adverse consequences are more external. But if we deal with that one, so say you have a, a problem with a staff member, yeah. and the the belief around that could be about them. For example, the right. belief they're could be <laughs> they're just awful, or they are they are difficult, or um, they will never change. So then the consequence might be that as a as a manager or business owner, you don't look at what what you're doing in that relationship. You don't actually ask them that person or those staff members questions about what's happening for them. And you may ignore, 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 which I see a lot of people do. And that to the point where you end up with a staff member working in your organisation that can really drag the rest of your team down. So because the problem with not dealing with performance is not just that you have someone who's inefficient and not, you know, not being productive in your in your business. You actually have that person dragging everyone down because everybody's, um, you know, in teams. People look at each other, and if they if you have one person who isn't pulling their weight or isn't performing, the rest of the team will look at that, and then you they'll set their expectations of what you know behavior is is about in rel in a relative terms to that person. So you have to deal with performance issues. So that's the consequence. But if you had the belief of, okay, so that person is difficult or there's a problem, um, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but I know that people can, can um, work through difficulties. Like if that's your belief that I can work through difficulties and I know people can work through difficulties and change, then the consequence of that is you're more likely to have a conversation, which is a more curious conversation. It might be a number of conversations where you talk about what's going on for that person, what are their expectations about work, where are they, maybe where are their expectations not being met. You can talk to them about how your expectations aren't being met. You can talk to them about maybe there's something happening on a personal front. Sometimes it can be um, a mental health issue or a physical health issue. Sometimes it can be just family getting in the way. Sometimes it can be because people are in the wrong job and they're feel, not feeling that they have enough meaning in that job, or maybe they're feeling, um, uh, sometimes it also can be because they they themselves are not feeling uh, like they're achieving or there's a, there's a barrier to that. There are so many reasons why you can have difficulties with people at work. Um, and um, we can hone in on that if you, if you ask the right questions. And actually that's probably you know, we can we can sort of do a little bit of a discussion around that at some point too. You know, what kind of questions would you ask to, in terms of really honing in on getting getting to dealing with difficult people in business? But yeah. you can see how that consequence is completely different. It's you know the other end of the spectrum to ignoring the situation and and then right. letting it Yeah, up. yeah, absolutely. That's part of leadership as well. It is. It and is. Everybody yeah. can be a leader by noticing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, so I guess we've um, gone over quite a bit. We tried it. We tried this podcast. I know when we started, we wanted to give people tid tidbits, but 
we can just say that this is an extra long podcast because we're excited about 2021 so yeah. it's almost an hour so if you guys are <laughs> driving or doing the dishes or doing yeah other things while listening this is a good one to listen to hopefully yeah and as always we want to thank you for listening and your support in that and we hope that you actually reach out to us at just feenetgearedforgrowth.biz as always and we do want to hear more about what you want to listen to what kind of topics about business that you would like to listen to um, and in the meantime we'll do our best to answer we and I think this is such a good topic that we might actually do a part two somewhere about in optimism and business yeah so in the meantime great. we hope you guys stay well this week enjoy the summer if you are in Melbourne and Australia and if you're on the other side of the world enjoy um, snow and being warm (laughs) (laughs) and we'll chat again everybody next time bye for now and take care thanks Thanks, everyone bye bye